Good morning, or good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night. I don't know when you listen to this, but hello. Let's have a heart-to-heart today. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I am your host. I am a licensed mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and I have generalized anxiety disorder, and now depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Let's just sit back and chat for a few minutes. Are you ready? Let's do this. I'm not really sure if I've ever explicitly said this. Uh, I live about three hours away from my immediate family. They still live in my hometown and I live in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And so it's about a three hour drive. And this weekend I went to see them. And this was my first time going home for a visit or seeing any of them since I was diagnosed with depression a couple of weeks ago. So I knew going home that I wanted to talk to them about it. I wanted it to be as if I were going home with a broken arm, right? If I went home with a broken arm and a cast on, everyone would ask me, what happened? Are you okay? Is there any way we can support you? What do you need? People would dote on me because I have a broken arm, right? And I'm not saying I need people to take care of me because I have depression now. I wanted to just go home and act as if it were normal to just say, hey, I'm back in therapy and I now have depression because my family, for the most part, um, some of them are, but not all of them are on Instagram and or listen to my podcast. And that's the only places that I've shared. Most of them get their information about my life from Facebook and I've stayed away from that because I wanted to be able to tell them face to face um, what was going on, right? And so I went home and I was like, just bring it up in random conversation. So I was able to do that and it felt really good. I mean, it was fucking hard, don't get me wrong, but it felt so good to just act as if it were an injury, right? Because my family's been following along with my new gluten intolerance and I've been getting blood work done and getting tested and they follow up and they're like, what's going on with your blood work? And did you get answers yet? I want us to be having those same conversations about my mental health, but I have to lead by example. Okay. People still think that mental health is scary and that they're going to cause me to be more depressed or be anxious or like remind me that I have those things if they bring it up. All right. So I want you to think about that in your life. Like people should know to check in on me. Yes, I wish that were true, but they think that they're doing us a favor by not bringing it up. Whereas when we start the conversation, they feel more comfortable to ask us questions, to sit with us and give us support that we're looking for. Okay. So I wanted to be the one that was like, hey, here's this thing I'm struggling with. This is what it looks like. Here's my symptoms. And I just wanted you to know kind of conversations. And I feel very proud that I was able to do that. It was received really well. 
uh, with (laughs) confusion and some questions and a lot of like, you'll get through it. (laughs) Um, A little bit of chronic positivity, but that's okay. Everybody doesn't know what I know, right? They don't know what we know. And so I took it as a win when I was receiving the support that I was looking for as a matter of we we got this. I'm here for you. You know, let me know if you need anything. And that was huge for my family. Okay. My parents, they, I mean, I went home and I was asking my mom, I'm like, I know nobody else has been formally diagnosed, but like, do you think you've ever been depressed or you have anxiety or grandma did or grandpa and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Honestly, I can't tell with grandma because, well, my grandma passed away when I was 13, but she's like, I never knew she was such a confident, outspoken woman and she carried herself in such a way. She's like, I never would have known if something was going on. So she didn't say like, nope, (laughs) mental health didn't exist. Um, But then my mom and I talked about her mental health, which for her privacy, I won't share and things like that. And so it was helpful to just kind of try normalizing it. And sometimes we have to like look outward and ask those questions and notice patterns because you guys, I'm painfully insightful, painfully insightful, painfully aware, meaning I am so educated on mental health and in tune with my own body and mind that I always pick up on when something is off when I'm having certain symptoms and things like that. And I'm very observant with myself. The fact of the matter is a lot of people don't ask for help because they don't realize that what they're experiencing is abnormal. They believe and feel like they're neurotypical because they've never opened the floodgates and questioned whether or not what they were experiencing was quote unquote normal. I say normal because there's no other word to use, but nobody knows what normal is. So I'm not saying anything against those of us with mental illness. So anyway, I went home and one of the things that I was able to describe this new diagnosis as is this. I told my family, I just feel indifferent Okay, and I want to talk to you guys about this sense of indifference because it's a huge symptom of depression that people get twisted. People believe that in order to be depressed, you have to be sad and crying all the time and never have any energy and low motivation and you just want to lay in bed all the time. And while partly that is true, accurate, some of that, a huge symptom of depression is indifference. It's not being able to make a decision, and not caring to. It's not being able to concentrate. It's lack of short-term memory. Okay, and I this is what I sat down and talked to my family about. Indifference feels a lot like just existing, but not really living. Indifference is being on autopilot and just letting life happen to you. Now, you guys know me and how driven I am how motivated I am, how passionate I am about mental illness and raising awareness and lowering stigma. That has been my life's purpose for the last 10 plus years. And to be in this state of mind where I just don't really feel strongly about anything is really hard for me. 
it's it feels like a major challenge, a major obstacle. It doesn't feel right. Can you imagine just living your life one way for so long and then that just goes away? Now, at my core, the passion is still there. The drive, the knowing this is my purpose, but the energy and intent to move forward and do something about it is where I'm lacking, okay? And that's the part that is hard for people to understand, but when you put it in that way, they can kind of start to grasp, like, okay, I, I can see how this is impacting you, right? And and that makes sense. So as I'm talking to my family and we're sharing about my depression, I know it's hard for them. My empathy turns on, right? But I'm kind of in self-preservation mode where I'm like, here, listen, this is what I need from you. I need support and I need your understanding and Most of all, I need to know that you all know what the fuck is going on, okay? That you maybe don't understand, but that you're open to hearing about these struggles that I'm having and that you will maybe check in, okay? But I don't ever put my ball in somebody else's court. I know that it is my responsibility to advocate for myself and ask for what I need. Okay, so it's not about waiting around like, oh, no one cares about me because no one ever checks in on me. No, 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 no. We are not, we are not going into victim mentality. Okay, we are empowered beings who, even though we have struggles, are able to assert ourselves and say what we need. So for me, I just needed them to be aware so that if I, if I come to you, you know this is a struggle that I'm having and you can maybe hold safe space for me. It's giving the people around me an opportunity to be there and be supportive, all right? So anyway, we're having these conversations and, oh, I was talking about the empathy thing. Fuck, my short-term memory is blasted. Oh my God. Okay, so I can feel myself starting to feel bad, you know, um, my mom has cried with me. I could tell my dad was uncomfortable and his instinct was to like minimize it and go, yeah, well, you know, you have a tough job and you'll be all right. (laughs) It's like, okay, thanks dad. You know, he means well, and he's my freaking best friend. Um, I just needed him to know. I'm sure he was super uncomfortable, but, um, I could feel myself wanting to retreat because, they were having a hard time with it because they were like, wait, why is this happening to you? Are you going to be okay? Do you know you can call me kind of things? And I was just like wanting to brush it off and say like, it's not a big deal. I'm going to be fine. You don't have to worry about me. And then I remembered that they're my family and they get to worry if they want to. I don't need to dictate their emotions. I need to let them be uncomfortable because that's how you learn and grow. I guarantee I gave my family members something to think about this weekend. My stepmom was out of town, so I haven't talked with her yet. Um, But I know that she's going to be nothing but supportive and understanding. 
and they all have my back. No matter what that looks like, at the end of the day, I have to remember that they all want nothing but the best for me and are going to be willing and able to engage with me to give me whatever support I need. And like if I correct them, if I challenge them and say it feels like you're minimizing or um, you know, that's kind of invalidating what you just said, my family members are so open and willing to change and challenge themselves that I have a lot of hope for what they will get out of this. That by my sharing my experience, they will continue to better understand mental illness and help me to normalize it. In everything that I do, I want to make sure that I'm always leading by example. That I'm clearing the path for other people to do the same things. So my hope is that as you're listening to this episode, you're taking away what you can do to start normalizing mental health in your immediate circle. Okay, your friends, your family, your coworkers. How can you start these conversations so that we can normalize this as if it were a broken arm? If you went to work or you went to visit friends or family with a broken arm, everyone would want to know about it. Everyone would ask you. I'm not afraid for my family to ask me, how's your depression? How's your anxiety? What are you doing? Are you following the self-care plan? Just like they would ask me, are you going to physical therapy? Have you got a new cast on? What did your doctor say? Ask me about therapy, right? Normalize it. This is the only way that we are going to make a difference in the mental health world is by continuing to have these conversations until they're no longer uncomfortable and they're just factual. This is just our experience. This is just what's going on. But first, we need to do our own inner work to reduce the shame and stigma we have. And you guys heard me. When I was first diagnosed with depression, and it's only been two and a half weeks, I did nothing but stigmatize myself. And I'll be honest, I'm still challenged by those thoughts. I'm still having to really reframe and catch myself. But that's the difference is I'm doing the work because to me it's worth it. And I really hope that you can say the same and that you're saying you are worth it. You are worth having these tough conversations with your family and friends You are worth fighting back against the stigma and raising awareness. I really hope that you will take a page from this book and apply it to your life. This safe space means absolutely everything to me. I am humbled and honored to share it with all of you. I hope that you find this helpful, a place where you can truly just tune in and be yourself and know that you are not alone. That is my number one goal. So I'm fighting. I'm in the shit right now, right next to you. And maybe you're feeling like your mental health is in a great place right now. And maybe you're struggling too or somewhere in between. But no matter where you are, please know that you are welcome here. You are honored here. And I appreciate our time together more than you could ever know. I look forward to coming down to my basement and chatting with all of you a couple times a week. Thank you for sharing this space with me. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode.